Welcome to Self-Led, the podcast with me, your host, Jessica Soul. Thank you so much for being here. So how do I describe myself? <laughs> oh, let me count the ways. I am a solo mama of two incredible children, a loving partner and a passionate woman devoted to being in the state of love as often as humanly possible. I am a business owner, mentor, coach and healer, a writer, a wannabe poet and most importantly, an intuitively guided woman whose aim is to lead people home towards their truth through my work and allow you to access my mind via this podcast. I desire to help you revive your vitality, your wealth, your radiance and your passion. I encourage you to open the doors that you were once told to close and the doors that were slammed in your face. I am here to help you unearth the gifts that you've buried because the world told you to dim your light. Your power has never been circumstantial and I want you to know that it never will be. Instead, I'm here to show you how to lead yourself along the path you choose because life is a choice. Wealth is a gift and with trust, we become self-led and we walk towards the path of receivership. You see, the thing is, when we take leadership seriously and we speak this leadership into physical form through our children, through our words, through our gifts and through God, this life has so much to provide you with. For sure, it is going to confront you. So let's take a deep look at the profound responsibility and gift that this life is. I want you to find peace in knowing that all is required from us as humans is to lead, to walk ourselves towards what we are deeply deserving of and what we were born to receive. So have fun, listen up, take notes, excuse the occasional F-bomb and get ready for a wild, wild ride. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to this week's podcast. Of course, I'm excited to be here. Today I am recording completely, completely unrehearsed with zero notes and I can't wait to do this. I I love just coming in here and having a conversation with you guys and so I'm really excited for it. But this podcast recording comes off the back of a few different things that have happened in the last week for me. I had a different podcast topic that I wanted to bring to you and <laughs> it'll come. It'll be here in a week or two, but I must say this week has been so interesting for me and so I really wanted to take time to come in and share with you some observations and some really real human (laughs) accounts that have, yeah, like human experiences that have been occurring in my life. So I had planned to make this recording on Friday for Monday release but instead here we are it is 
Sunday and in all honesty, I have a glass of wine in my hand because, I mean, I can't really drink it while recording a podcast. I probably can, but I don't think you want to hear the gulp, gulp, gulp. Hmm. Have a glass of wine. I had a little bit of leftover wine from yesterday. I was like, oh my gosh, so nice. On Friday, I felt so called to bring something else to this space. And I had some experiences on Friday and then I just thought to myself, there is no way I want to bring what I have to bring to you guys until I've been able to really equilibrate it and let it kind of land in my body and and talk to you guys about something that I think is really, really important. So (laughs) here we are. All things relationships, all things dynamics, all things heart opening, heart expansive, real fucking talk today. And there, I don't know how deep I'm going to go, but at the moment I feel like I have been playing this game with myself and a dance. I've been dancing with myself and I'm not sure if I like my partner, but, (laughs) or I like who I'm dancing with, but I've been feeling like I've been playing this game between wanting to bring you the most refined and gorgeous and succinct podcast you could ever listen to. And then I'm starting to listen to podcasts myself recently going, fuck, no, like that is so not what I want to bring. And it is so much more cathartic for me and so much more emotionally rewarding just to come in here and like do the diary of Jess. Yet for, for a long period of time, I had this perception that the diary of Jess was just such a, if I'm honest, unprofessional way to show up in this space and too exposing. And even today uh, we had, we had a, we had a barbecue yesterday at a school friend's house and then we took one of their kids home to our house. We had a sleepover. We had a beautiful evening um, and also a really fucked up evening if I'm really honest. And then (laughs) they came to collect today and um, gosh, I had a really good point there. The diary of Jess. Ah, so, so they also have like older kids and one of, one of their beautiful daughters who's older, around 20-ish years old, looked at my office space and she said, are you a content creator? (laughs) Because I've got the ring light and the computer and the, you know, the podcast set up and the tripod for the phone and all the recording gear and it looks very luxe in here. And I was like, oh, well, you know, I just kind of like create content and I make, I have a podcast and they were like mum and daughter were like, oh, you have a podcast? And then her little daughter who's 10 was like, you have a podcast? And I was like, oh, yeah, but don't listen to it. (laughs) Which, I mean, makes me laugh because I have shared so much and I believe it's been healing and, and helpful to so many people, but I've shared so much and my immediate thought was, why the hell did I say don't listen to it? But it was because in the past I was so open to allowing myself to be so exposed through my podcast. And then what I did for a while there is I kind of went back and I reverted to this other part of me that was like, I can just be professional Jess and I can just actually provide you with 
with my learnings and with my science-based information and I can do that really well and blow the socks off my audience. But what I have come to realize is that my clients, my the people that pay me, the, the, my one-on-one mentorship clients, the people that do private coaching with me, they get the knowledge at the deeper level. They get the shifts internally and they don't need to know my context. The reason that a client so easily goes from not knowing me to knowing me to then saying, I want to, I want you to be my coach is because of the realism that I share. And so here I am today doing that. (laughs) And my kids are in the other room. One's on the iPad. One is building Lego. I'm looking out, the sun is setting. I'm looking at the unit that I really wanted to live in, even though our unit's absolutely amazing. We look at the one that I really wanted to live in. Knowingly now, I'm like, this was the perfect one. But it does this, that that block of units does this kind of reflection thing in the afternoons where the lighting is so gorgeous and there's a tree, like there's a there's like a rooftop garden and there's this really big tree on the top of this rooftop. So really I just need a friend that lives in that apartment, which won't be hard to find. So I'm looking, I'm here doing this. I'm, I'm in so, uh, I feel, I feel quite emotional today in so many good ways. I'm, I'm in so much gratitude for where we are right now. And even just for being able to record this podcast right now on a Sunday. Just do things when exactly when I want to do them. And the last three to four days have been really big and really interesting for my own self and for my own mental capacity. So on Friday, my myself and my partner celebrated our three-year anniversary since meeting and becoming a a couple. We became a couple the day we met. <laughs> um, I feel like I've shared a little bit around that with you guys. Yeah, I feel like there's so much to share even just around like what the last four to five days or last seven days has been. So, yeah, I lost my train of thought because I had to – I heard doors banging and stuff, so I had to had to clap and – shut the door and blah, blah, blah. Anyway. Um, so for me in the past, I was married for 11 years together for 14 years with my, um, ex partner slash husband. And for me in the past, anniversaries had always been a really, um, big and momentous thing, even with my previous partner. So before my, my husband, I was with my boyfriend at that time for five and a half years. So from really young age, like from like 15, 16 years old, I've always typically had long relationships and we had our five year anniversary and we went away and I think I was like 21. Yeah. 16. Yeah. About 21. And we stayed in Kingscliff. Actually, I think that I think the place we stayed was called Salt, which is quite funny. 
memories that exist within that place. And then now my partner's name, Salt. Anyway, um, I remember someone saying to me at the time, so we had we had booked the night away there to go away for our anniversary and it was five years. And I think sometimes like when we've been together or when people have been together for a period of time, you start to think, well, we've been together long enough. Now is maybe the, the time where a commitment is coming into play. And someone that I knew said to me, do you think he's going to propose? And I thought, fuck, I hope not. I really, really hope not. But at the same time, I loved him and we were in celebration and I love I love going overboard for people. So I had done 50 helium balloons in the room with reasons I loved him hanging off them. And I, I'm always like this overgiver. And I know like sometimes this is such a beautiful part about me, but it's also sometimes a really um, – sometimes it's just unnecessary. That's probably the best way to describe it. But um, I had done that and I remember sitting at dinner thinking, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. I hope he doesn't propose because I can't say yes. So this was the partner before my husband. But uh, historically um, and the way that I am, I love any excuse to celebrate and I love any excuse to bring a frequency and a, a tone and an energy into a space that is of that is of light and love and and especially like even in my in my marriage and like we had we had some little rituals and some things that that we did so for us we we love books and and my partner now and I love books as well but for my ex-husband and I we we loved um, photography books and art books I used to be a fashion photographer and the brand that I'm releasing at the end of September will definitely start to make sense to a lot of you. It's actually got nothing to do with photography, but it has everything to do with art and the science. But <laughs> we would buy each other a book every year or we would buy a book as a couple and it would mark the anniversary year. And that was probably one of, it sounds really silly, but that was probably one of my biggest losses um, when we separated was that the books, they, and I, in my, um, naivety and in my anger and in my fuck you, I was like, just fucking take the books. And one of them was a helmet Newton collectible piece that we had bought. And I still, I still find so much pain around not having that book. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, so anniversaries and meaningful moments have always been important to me. And I think the the reason they have been is because of celebration. Um, and so, yeah, we're having our three anniversary. Now, something I've learnt, learnt to know, I've, I've grown to know and about my man is that he's complete opposite. You know, when they say opposites attract, like couldn't care less about writing a card or buying a gift or... Um, anything and in so many ways there's so many parts of that that I admire because we're so conditioned to do things on certain days like celebrate Christmas on Christmas Day and have Easter and 
do your birthday. But I also am like, why, why wouldn't you celebrate life like in every, um, in every opportunity that comes your way? So long story short, we had our third year anniversary on Friday and I definitely had already pre-planned to not be having an overboard day if that makes sense. So I wasn't thinking, oh, there's going to be this grandiose thing that happens. Like I won't receive flowers or I won't receive a gift and there will, there won't be a proposal and, you know, there probably won't be a card and every like bone in my body wanted to give my man all of that. I, I had a gift that I really wanted to buy him um, I've written him a card and truth be told, I still haven't given it to him, but the words that have been written in that card have been being written for probably the last six months. And yeah, it makes me emotional because I know that over time and over decades in relationships and over decades now as a parent, um, for me when I look back, like you can only hold so much in the memory bank, you know. Our brains aren't actually designed to hold memories. They're, they're designed to help us survive. And when you understand the biology of the brain and you understand that its job isn't to hold memories but to keep you safe and to to provide security for you, as in brain response to stimulus, lion is about to bite you, lion is about to kill you, run. That's what the brain is designed to do. And so I think for me, <laughs> I've always been this a really big fan of creating memories and time stamping things and taking photos and writing cards and having um, meaningful things like gifts and and they don't need to be necessarily expensive but having things that really remind me of a certain time and a certain place and um, I think... I think about my best friend. So my best friend, she lives in Sydney. We've known each other, good gracious, since we were 13 or 14 and I'm 38 now. So you can do the math on that. 25 issues. I think we were meant to have a 20 year anniversary. I was probably pregnant. And then I think we were meant to have a 25 year anniversary get together. And I think she was pregnant. But one of the things that is in my storage cage in a box is called keepsakes and it's the letters that we used to write to each other and the cards that we wrote to each other. And, oh, I don't know why I'm getting so emotional, but, like, for me, the written word, like, you can, of course, like, you can do things and you can be things, but, like, the written word is such an important part of who I am and how I express and then also how I receive love and yeah oh so many things coming through 
but I've I've got all of those. So anyway, we had our our anniversary, and needless to say, um, none of those things were brought to the table. There was no card, no gift, none of no none of that. Um, and for some people, you might like listen to that and think, "Wow, why don't you like raise your standards and want something else?" Or, but. I had that for so many years inside of my other relationships where those things were present, but then the other 80 to 90% of the time <laughs> there was there was anger and frustration and abuse and toxicity and um, lack of real respect and loyalty. And so there was so much lacking in the other, in the latter, in the other percentage of the time. Um, and in my relationship now, I have so much more fulfillment in the other 90% of the time, but of course, like I still desire to be made to feel like a queen and be made to feel special and to be prized and to be thought about and to, yeah, like to, to just say, oh, that person went out of their way for me and they. They took the time to do the things. So there was those emotions. And then I'm just looking out the window and there's like two clouds. I, I need to, I can't take a photo, I'm recording. There's two clouds, like they look like me and my partner, like not quite, but like they're just sitting there like little blobs. Anyway, <laughs> they, it's so interesting what I'm watching right now at the window. I have to tell you that story another day. Um, there's there's like no clouds in the sky and then there's just two little clouds and they keep kind of moving together and I'm like wow anyway so storytelling thought processes I'm literally just kind of giving you a a rundown a lowdown so there was no disappointment because I have known my partner now for a few years and so the other side of that is that I get given gifts out of nowhere. Um, like the way that he has been moving and just showing up in so many other areas, just so deeply committed to making sure I'm okay and he's okay and we're okay and bringing beautiful pieces of furniture home and things like that that I never even could have ever even expected to be um so seamless has been phenomenal but we had our anniversary and before that because I'm a girl I was working myself up so deeply for this certain way that the night would go I could feel myself building an expectation level and I think one of the things I've always said is that you need to be 90% responsible if not 100 I feel like 100 is better for your own gains and you cannot place that responsibility onto somebody else. And like, it's so easy to say, but it's actually so hard to actually accept and be like, ah, okay, I am, I'm going to be the one responsible. So yeah, we're kind of throwing the onus out a little bit and we're saying, oh, I want him to do this. I would like this to be this way. And then I'm in my head, I'm a Ford planner. (laughs) I write my vision and I cast the mission every single day. So I've got this vision of how things are going to go. And I did a post about this the other day around 
if you want to be the only woman in the room that your man looks at, right, you want to be the only woman in the room, of course we all want to be that, then we need to be every woman in the room. And what I mean by that is there's this requirement for us to be multifaceted in so many ways. And I listened to a podcast not very long ago, which was from Meg and Jacob, and it was it was called The Homemaker or The Whore. And it, that isn't quite how I want to describe it. But when I listened to it, I definitely felt this connection to mm-hmm, this lands, this makes sense. And that's something I've struggled with a lot, particularly becoming a single parent and I have this deep desire to nurture and provide and have the highest standards in my home for the way we eat and the way we communicate and the way the home looks and I love being the homemaker and I also have this deep desire to have a spicy intimate relationship where we explore each other and where there is so, so much open expansion. There is so much depth. There is so much respect. There is so much availability for both of us to crack each other open at the core and for us to initiate each other into different experiences. And so many times that feels like so much to carry. And I think a lot of women can relate when it feels like I want to be all, I want to be every woman in the room. I want to be all of the things. And I just, I feel like I can't even be one. I can't even succeed and thrive doing one of these roles. And, and men are the same, right? So just so you know, men feel the exact same, but I know for me that was something that I struggled with and I have struggled with and I still do is is that balancing act between both. And for me, I I have my children, I would call it 95% of the time. So if we're looking at 52 weeks, 10% of 52 is five weeks. So um, my ex-husband will have the kids... Uh, maybe this year, four weeks of the year. Um, But this previous year, maybe one to two weeks. So we're going between like two to 10%. So I'm a 90% of the time carer and and, um, guardian and parent. And so is my partner. So he has taken on the role of parent 90% of the time with my children which for me it it blows my mind but it also causes so much stress and strain because I feel this immense amount of uh, I don't know the word for it I feel a responsibility towards everybody 
like a responsibility towards making sure I'm the best parent and then the best partner. And when I know that my partner is giving me so much in terms of his commitment and it it fucks with me so much, so often. And then I have this very clear and distinct mode of I desire to be all things and I do not ever want to be just the mum figure at home. I don't ever want to just be the the lunchbox packer. I don't want to just be good at cooking and cleaning. I don't and then I'm a business owner on top of that and I'm a I'm a I'm a business coach and a mentor and I'm building programs and I'm financially diversifying and I want to be the vixen and the the lover and I think so many women fall into a cage and a category of, well, I can't be all. And what does happen, I believe, in turn, in turn is that they feel like they are nothing. And when you feel that way, it can be be the hardest place to sit in and this happened for me over this weekend you know Friday it felt like I was all and I was like I've done a great job at everything and we had the dinner and we had the connection and it was magic and the music was playing and the intimacy was hard and it was it was the almost perfect day right and I could feel myself being in that mode of, oh, this is a part of me. I'm like, I'm so happy I can express and I can be here. And then Saturday rolls along and it's driving here, picking up children there, putting things in the boot. It's it's the, the little mopping of the floor and the tidying of the house and the shopping, which I love doing and the nurturing. I love that and I'm nailing it. It's go to a friend's barbecue have a sleepover, have have a friend here to sleep over. And then, yeah, life sets in and we have an altercation between adult parent, as in my partner and my, my son, and both people, like, you know, Leo just, he was so out of character, he was so out of sorts, he, uh, you know, my partner hates it when I say, oh, it's just his age, but yep emotionally mentally um his capacity is is not where ours is he was tired he'd probably eaten way too much junk food behind my back yesterday and then he was rude and what happened from that was it escalated into a complete disconnect in the family unit and all I could think was I'm trying to do it all and be it all and I'm fucking failing. And everything I teach and everything I believe in is that you can be it all and you can have it all and you can do it all. And in order to be the woman in the room that your man looks at and admires and thinks that you're the sexiest most intelligent wise woman 
you have to play every role and you can play them all really well. And in that moment, I watched this breakdown around me and it broke my fucking heart. It made me, it, it brought me back down to a level where it made me feel like I was a complete failure. And even today I was just like, why would I even bother recording this podcast? Like, who gives a fuck? Let's just not do it, right? But obviously I know better than that. <laughs> but in that moment, that's that's how I felt. I felt like, or in moments, even this morning, I, I woke up and I had such good intention for the way this whole weekend would flow. And from my children's perspective, they think they've had the best weekend ever. And and I think hopefully my partner also feels that in so many levels. But I feel right now, and I'm just going to speak from my heart, I feel so unseen and I feel so un, unheard, unexpressed, and I feel like I, and I know exactly why I'm getting to that, but I feel like, wow, like the, the duality and the polarity of the last three to four days has fucking blown my mind. Not only that, I'm launching a brand. I've got an amazing promotion in my secondary business in my side hustle and I'm still like why why and you know what it is there has been a part of me that has recognized there are very few people in my world that um often come and check in and that's not from a victimhood mentality but it's like I feel a little bit unseen and I even last night like the whole little bullshit blow up happened between a five-year-old and a 40-something-year-old and everyone else's emotions were being seen and heard and met and fucking shown, right? This one's angry, that one's angry, that one goes away, this one cries. I'm there like going, oh, yeah, that was nice. So I just spent hundreds of dollars on food for the week I just made a picnic outside and put candles and made it beautiful and used all the organic produce we'd bought and we'd, I'd just been pouring my love and my energy and my time into everybody and then one spats it, the other one doesn't want to be a part of it and my emotions, my needs aren't met because I still have people to care for. I've got to get this one and that one and the friend into bed and I've got to clean up this fucking picnic that I made on the balcony. And and then Leo's crying because he's like, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, mummy, please tell so we're sorry and all this. And then on top of that, I'm just left and I'm sitting there at the dinner table kind of going... I don't know the words. I'm like, I'm sat there thinking to myself and I'm sharing this raw account with you because hopefully what 
what my aim is by sharing this is that you can receive something that deeply benefits you. Um, but I'm sitting there going, okay, I'm back here being reminded that I'm 100% responsible for my own gains. And these are the people around me as much as I desire them to hold me in my pain, hold me in my sadness, hold me in my, they, sometimes they just can't. And (sighs) I share that with you because I am, I am a high performer and I am somebody who has done more personal development work than most. And I am someone who in the last six months to 12 months have, I have traversed things and I have moved through pain and heartache and disappointment and I have forgiven and I have learnt to trust and I have I have done more work in the last, in this year, 2023, in the last eight to nine months than I have ever done before. So I'm fiercely fucking committed to my growth and I'm still sat here. I'm still sat here a day after the anniversary of the the beautiful thing. And let me tell you, there were so many things I wished, like I was not disappointed in any way. I'm so grateful and so blessed to walk beside my man. I fucking love him to pieces. But the polarity and the duality and the the feelings still exist where there comes heartache, there comes strain, there comes challenge. And I honestly, like, in all my truth, I look at everyone else who was affected by what happened and I was like, I'm responsible for my own joy, my own peace, my own clarity, my own gains. And I love all of the people that I live with that are in my home and I want them all to be peaceful and happy. And I wish nothing more for them than than that, that exact thing. But... I also have needs and requirements and one of my biggest wake-up calls this week and I I was there last week but I wasn't there the last few days was get on top of this because you actually, I allowed the emotions and the turmoil and the chaos of other people to get in the way of my joy and I robbed myself of a, a good, a really good and joyous morning today and I want to be all the all the women in the room I want to be you know coming back to relationships I think I'll probably extend on this another day because I feel like I've been talking long enough today but um you know my desire is like I want to be the only the only woman that my man sees in a room and I I desire to be all the women I desire to be all the facets I desire to encompass the homemaker the vixen the nurturer 
the whore, whatever you want to call it, I desire to encompass every facet of my womanhood. And as, as a woman, I want you to know you have a birthright to do that because your, your portal, your pussy, we won't say that too loud because the kids are in the other room. But guess what? We create life. No man can do that through their bodies. They can facilitate and help in the creation. But we have the portal that enables life. And we have power and so many women, we are so tapped out and so far removed from the power that is within us and from the pleasure and from the portal that is within us. And it's moments like the ones I've been describing today that so often pull us down and allow us to feel so, so, so unresourced and so outside of our power. And that's a crime. Because there is nothing less attractive than a woman and we see this in our older generations I see this with grandparents and parents of people our age just sitting in their fucking victimhood just playing like they have no power just feeling like martyrs just saying that like just just putting out this perception that like something was done wrong to them and and just fucking crying and And it is so unattractive when you see somebody in their victimhood. And through everything I've been doing at the moment, like I'm I'm on this path towards longevity and building my bone density and my strength. And I am so fiercely committed to my well-being and the way we eat and the way I train. And I'm studying again. And I'm investing money and I'm moving myself out of every fucking comfort zone I've ever been in and I'm in the fierce pursuit of that and when I look upon our generations prior and I see this victimhood and I see this lack of resourcefulness I find it I find it putrid I find it so vomit worthy and I never ever want to go there and so I share that journey and that little story with you today to hopefully help spark something in in you where you can recognize that these human experiences are either put here to derail us and put here to move us into this unresourced victim-like state or they're put here to empower us for more and empower us to be greater and to be the better example and as a, as I say to be the reference point and as a as a woman as a nearly 40-year-old I only ever desire to be the reference point in the lives of the people around me. I don't desire to point fingers and blame and shame other people. Instead, I desire to become that reference point and to be the the only woman in the room, the one that everyone is gravitating to and magnetizing to and looking to. And that doesn't mean perfection, but what it means is integrity and emotional intelligence and it means bigger, greater, better thinking and acting and being and doing and I hope this inspires you to do the same love you guys thank you so much for playing along I truly truly hope you loved this week's audio 
I want you to know that you can access my self-led rolling mastermind community for as little as $200 a month, where you access full-length audio conversations, live coaching, and become a part of the growing worldwide village of women devoted to leadership inside of their vitality, wealth, their homes, families, and their relationships. With love from me to you, always remember that the self-led woman trusts, she speaks truth, she steps forward, and she links arms. She leads her home, her relationships, her village, and her vitality. She hustles with force like the ocean hitting the shoreline. She moves with grace and she listens to the whispers. She acts with speed and maturity and harnesses the feminine force inside of her, waiting and wishing and praying to be seen in totality. She rises in purity. She is high value and her wealth receivership is open. The self-led woman is getting ready for everything to change as she digs through the illusions of shame, drags her soul through the depths of pain, she obliterates her distractions and she becomes self-led.